Hey everybody, it's your girl Taylor here and you know that I am just riddled with anxiety. And something that's been helping me lately is CBD oil. This stuff is amazing. It's popping up everywhere from your gym to your chiropractic office to like even your yoga studio. This stuff is amazing. It helps reduce inflammation and swelling, reduces pain, helps speed up recovery time, eliminates stress and anxiety, and even helps you with insomnia. And I'm loving the products over at Healed Plus. They have everything from full spectrum oils to even hemp oil for pets. They have edibles and topicals that help treat specific joint pain and sore muscles and they even have a body butter. This is THC free so you don't have to worry about failing a drug test. Everything's gonna be cool. You're gonna keep your job, make that paycheck, live that life. This stuff is GMO free and 100% organic so you know that you are getting the good stuff. And this company works with the National Alliance on Mental Illness and I think that that is awesome. I love that they help them out so I love helping them out and they're gonna help you out and help you chill out. So if you head over to healedplus.com, you can use my code TAY15 for 15% off of your entire order. Again, that's healedplus.com, H-E-A-L-E-D-P-L-U-S.com. And the code is TAY15, T-A-Y-1-5. Try it out, chill out, and enjoy this podcast. Let's get down to business to solve this crime (laughs) guys we're back that might have been the cheesiest opening we've ever made up but we gotta do it because we got a good topic today oh yes it is it our first uh true crime unsolved mystery right and we posted some easter egg clues um inspired by taylor swift on social media and somebody did guess it the first guesser the first person to guess it was kelly butterfield in buffalo new york um, she guessed correctly on the second clue that I dropped um, about dark water, dirty water. Um, the case is Elisa Lam. Lam? Lam? Yeah, we Lam, might be Lam. pronouncing it wrong, but I think we're just going to go with Elisa Elisa Lam. Lam? Lam, yeah. right? <laughs> um, yeah, so... Well, I hope that you guys haven't really heard about this um, this case yet, just because, you know... We want to be able to give you all the juicy information. Uh, but it's it's a really paranormal kind of weird yeah. case. It's really freaky. Um, it's really intense at parts. Um, but it's still unsolved. So, I mean, they did release, we'll get to that, but they did release a reason behind her death, but we don't we don't buy it and neither do a lot of other people so it kind of ties into like a conspiracy theory as well which is why we were so excited to choose this as our first true crime yeah yay yay so elisa she was a canadian student at the university university of british columbia um in january of 2013 she arrived in los angeles and she came by the amtrak train from san diego and headed towards Santa Cruz as part of this, like, solo trip around the West Coast. So she was doing this all by herself, but she was always in contact with her family, too. Right, because she was only 21 years old, so they were like, make sure you keep in contact with us, and she would call them every day, because if I was 21, my parents would want me to do the same thing, especially because she's from Vancouver, British Columbia. Yeah, she's from a whole other country. Yeah, so, like, that's scary. Yeah, Uh, but she was just kind of having, like, a trip to get away from her studies, 
And two days later, when she arrived in LA, she checked into the Cecil Hotel. Oh, the Cecil Hotel. Can I tell you about the Cecil Hotel? Um, it's very notorious for being one of the most haunted hotels in the United States. Um, they changed the name now. So if you go to LA, it's called the Stay on Main. But they, I guess they kept a lot of the same architecture and stuff inside. So it's still very true to how the Cecil Hotel was built. Um, it was opened in 1927. Um, is the area of where the Cecil Hotel is located in LA as it began to decline, suicides and other violent deaths on the premises became very frequent. They even lost count of like how many suicides they stopped reporting them. Um, because so much they were just happening all the time. Yeah, and there was like multiple ways of it, and we won't get into that. Um. But most of them were jumping out of the windows. Right, and there was one where the jumper took out a pedestrian on the street as well. Yeah. Fucked up. I know, two for one right there. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. The 1931 was the first documented death at the Cecil Hotel. Um, W.K. Norton was his name. He died in his room after taking poison capsules. And then throughout the 40s and 50s, more suicides occurred. And then by the 60s, longtime residents at the hotel started to nickname it the Suicide Hotel. Um, and it became a rendezvous. Ooh, rendezvous. <laughs> Why can I say that? Because you're looking at it to rendezvous. look at the word. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> rendezvous spot for adulterous couples, drug activity, prostitution. Um, and then... Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about the Black Dahlia? Yeah, so this was, like, this, well, this was rumored to have been, like, the drinking spot yeah. for her at the hotel bar. She would go there, and I think that that's one of the last places that she was seen. Apparently. Was at the hotel bar, the Cecil. So, I don't know. Weird things, man. Weird coincidences. It is weird. I mean, that is weird, too, because, you know, that was a... a uh, she was found murdered, like, cut, cut up, and I think not too far away from the hotel, too. Yeah. It was, like, in the, same and around area, in the yeah. same area. But then they, in the 1960s, the hotel was rumored to be the residence. Actually, I don't know if it was rumored. I think that it was, like, legit, legit. that they have some, some, uh, like, receipts of it or whatever. But it was the residence of serial killer Richard Ramirez, or otherwise known as the Night Stalker. And, like... What a, what a perfect name for a serial killer. <laughs> like, I'm the Night Stalker. It's so it's like a movie. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the Night Stalker? Sure. Um. So the hotel was very close to LA Skid Row area, which is just an awful part of town. Lots of drug activity, bad stuff happening there. Um. But the the Night Stalker stayed at the Cecil Hotel for a few weeks, and. He, they believe that he engaged in part of his killing spree while he was staying there. But I want to say there was believed to be like 13 kills while of he was staying. Of course it's 13. Of course it is. <laughs> Fucking course. <laughs> um, there goes my trying not to swear this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then there was, all, <laughs> there was also a serial killer from Austria that was staying there. Um, Jack Unterwerger. I might be saying that wrong. I tell the kids that I sub with. I'm so sorry. I'm very bad at pronouncing names. And they all laugh as I butcher their names. So it's not going to be any different when I'm talking about people I've never met before i don't know i don't know what i'm getting at but i can't say names uh stayed at the cecil hotel in 1991 and while he was here he strangled and killed at least three prostitutes Ooh, what is it with this hotel 
that's what I'm saying. It's like there's this weird negative energy about it. Like, bad juju. Way bad juju. Ooh. Like, I wouldn't even want to stay there to this day. Me. Even I though would. it's like modern day. I would. Well, I okay. Would fuck with it. I would ride the elevator. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Woo <laughs> Uh, but then this brings us back right now to just to Elisa. She um, she had bipolar and she suffered from bipolar disorder and depression. And she was taking some medications for that. She was actually on like four medications. Yeah. And um, but her family said that she had never had um, any like she had never been suicidal. She was always pretty happy. But other than, you know, the kind of ups and downs that she was dealing with from her Naturally. disorders. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then she began that Tumblr blog in mid-2010, I think. Um, and on there, there were accounts of her personal life, um, particularly struggles with her mental illnesses. Then in January 2012, um, she said that she had a relapse of sorts at the start of her current school term, which forced her to drop a lot of her classes, which left her to feel super, um, directional (laughs) directionless and lost um which I'm sure a lot of you know like if you have to make a decision that's you know it's in your best interest because you're just not all there to handle it you're still gonna feel like shit about yourself after you do it so it's just gonna send you even further into that depressive state yeah um but yeah so like we said before while she went on this trip she contacted her parents every day um but then I guess where it all starts to get interesting is the day that she was supposed to check out and leave for Santa Cruz to continue on her trip. Uh, her family didn't hear from her and they called the hotel and the LA police, um, to kind of jumpstart, like, where the fuck is my daughter? Um, yeah. Cause she was talking to them like on the regular. Right. Every day. Yeah. And then so if you don't hear from your daughter who's 21 in another country, I would do the same thing. I would just be like, Hey, can you just check up on this person? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then they flew out there to help with the search. Um, and then the hotel staff who saw her that day said she was alone. And then what was the name of the last person that saw her alive? Oh, it was the manager of the nearby bookstore. It was Katie. Oh yeah. Katie Orphan. The only person to recall seeing her that day. And she was saying that, oh, Elisa seemed very outgoing, very lively, very friendly. And she was getting gifts to take home to her family and, she even said that she was talking about, like, what book she was going to get and whether or not that she was going to, what she was getting would be too heavy for her to carry around as she traveled. So she was showing signs that she was having plans, like, that there was a future for herself right. that, you know, she wasn't showing any signs of, oh, I'm having in a depressive state right now, or maybe she, you know, something bad was going to happen to her. Exactly. Yeah. So, police searched the room in the hotel, and they even did the rooftop with dogs, but were unsuccessful in detecting her scent. Uh, They said, this was Rudy Lopez, he said, but we didn't search every room. We would only do that if we had a probable cause, a crime had been committed. Which is kind of fucked up, isn't it? Don't you think? That is. Like, she went missing, and there's no other explanation besides like foul play in my mind but i guess if you're a police and you're like working around skid row like there's a lot of shit going on so it's i don't know like and there's 600 rooms in there yeah and then it's just more work and that we've seen this so many times um 
when it comes to true crime cases and the 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 really difficult ones that don't leave you with a lot of evidence and they're you know they're they most likely come out unsolved it's a, it's a lot of work that goes into the cases and you know sometimes police just yeah they might write it off as something else just kind of all right and then on to the next one cuz they've got a lot of things to do exactly so um but then i guess february 6 which is a full week after she had last been reported seen the LA police department decided that more help was needed finally um and then so flyers with her picture were posted in the neighborhood they were posted online which finally brought the case to the public eye um and then my fa- this is my favorite part about the whole case um the elevator video oh my gosh the elevator video oh you guys have probably seen this we're gonna post it to our page yeah we're gonna post it the day that we release this friday yeah we'll post this when you guys are listening to it right now yeah right (laughs) today today is friday um just kidding but we're gonna post it so you can see it we'll describe it as best as we can but it doesn't do it justice you have to watch it um i remember when this video first surfaced back in 2013 and i was young and I was freaked out. I, I was sitting in, like, my dark room late at night on, com- on on my computer, like, scrolling. And then I just stumbled across this, and I was so scared to go to sleep. Yeah. So I was like, what is this? What is she doing? Yeah. Yeah, she does this <sighs> weird stuff with her hands and her body language, and it's just so... It's so out of the or- ordinary that it makes you contemplate, like, what is really going on here? Right. She, like... It's so elevator surveillance video. It starts in like a corner. The the camera's obviously posted in like a corner from the back of the elevator shooting down. So you can see the whole inside of the cab mm-hmm. and then you can see out into the hallway. So it starts off showing her like pressing elevator buttons, like all the buttons. The doors stay open the entire the time. The entire time. The whole two, I mean, the whole length of the video. Yeah, They start to close at one point, right? And then they... And then they open. There's a yeah. couple where they open closes. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part, the doors are open. And she's wearing... It's... it it's. A lot of people thought at first that she was wearing a black skirt. But then when people noticed, when they were digging a little deeper, they were like, no, she's wearing black basketball shorts. Yeah. And they seemed a little bit big. Kind of like, like oh, you're over at your boyfriend's house. and Wearing his pajamas. Exactly. Yeah. Which, I mean, girls, rock whatever you want to wear. I wear, like, giant shorts sometimes and, like, giant sweatpants. Right. But one She's of a fashion con- blogger. Fashion blogger. So people were just kind of saying, like, her outfit looked a little sketchy, like, and then her mannerisms were weird. She literally was acting like she was on psychedelic drugs. And or like, possessed by a demon. Or possessed by a demon. That was my first guess. <laughs> She's like, yeah, so she, like presses all the buttons, she kind of jumps, and it looks like she's hiding from somebody. Um, She'll peek her head out really fast, do like a quick left, right, left, right, and then jump back into the elevator. There's one point where she actually leaves the elevator, doors stay open so you can still see her. Yeah. And that's when she goes off to like the left-hand side of our view, and she starts doing these weird hand movements that are just so inhuman. And like unnatural, the way that she's moving, like her wrist and fingers, and it appears that she's talking to somebody. Like she is, she's totally like saying stuff. Yeah. So, so, and, and it appears the way that she's standing that you wouldn't see if there is somebody standing there. Yeah. Because the... Oh, God, I got the, the chills. The part, like, that that would be cut off from 
the view of the camera. Exactly. So some people are like, okay, is she talking to somebody? Or is she hallucinating? Or, again, is she seeing maybe a ghost? Is she possessed? So, yeah, she keeps doing these weird things. Again, the doors never shut. They never shut. And she then, at one point, she's like, slides her fingers down and she hits all of the buttons. Yeah, again. Yeah. And kind of acting a little bit like a kid. Like, it reminded me of sometimes the mannerisms you have if you're maybe at, like, your niece or nephew's birthday mm-hmm. party. And they're really young and you're, like, kind of chasing them around or playing hide and seek. And right, you just act a little bit different you know you act a little bit more like silly goofy, or yeah. goofy. that's kind of her mannerisms so uh, do we talk we have to so the <laughs> when people further studied the video they studied the timestamp of the video oh yeah um there's a whole minute missing um and the timestamp's like blurred out it's blurry it's hard to read and then her mouth becomes pixelated at points yes so like if she is saying something you wouldn't be able to lip read and guess yes and then um, it's the video slowed down a little bit the it's original one, one hundred i don't know it's it's a lot it's slowed down a lot from the original which we haven't seen the original no but. and then there's like subtly like taken like edited parts out yeah but like so subtle that you wouldn't be able to really notice just by like watching it but if you're right. really looking for clues and evidence you can see that the film is edited exactly and it's like why is it edited what are you trying what do you try and hide yeah you know it's so freaky i don't know man so then that's i of course theories start to pop up yes about it <laughs> there's so many oh my god there's so many <laughs> um one was that Lamb was trying to get the elevator to move in order to escape from someone, mm. um, which would explain her talking to someone outside the elevator, but then it didn't explain her behavior inside the elevator to me. Like, I don't know. I guess a little bit because she was scared and, like, kind of hiding. But I feel like Why if you were really... All the bu- to confuse the guy? Well, know. no, actually, they say that they, they tell people this when you're traveling alone and are, like, abroad, um... If you have somebody who's kind of, like, either stalking you or, like, an attacker you're trying to get away from and you're in a hotel, you hit buttons randomly. So that way they have no idea what floor you actually get out from or it, like, gets them off their trail or whatever. Ew. So some people were saying that maybe that's a theory, like, she did have a stalker, which she did write on her blog at one point while she was staying there. That she had, what did she call him, like a creeper? A creeper, yeah. Yeah, that there was a creeper there at the hotel. So, maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know, but... (laughs) And that would also kind of explain... uh, No, no, no. It it really wouldn't. Um, I was just going back to the timestamp being deleted, because then another theory arises about that. Why is the timestamp deleted? Oh, to protect someone else's identity that either had nothing to do with it or they're covering something up. Yes. So, it's just so it's so fucking weird. So weird. Um. Then the next, another popular theory is that she was under the influence of party drugs like ecstasy, um, which I don't think so. No. I don't see that. And we'll get into that a little bit later, too, yeah. to where that'll make more sense. Um, or there's the theory, and this is your favorite theory, 
The bipolar? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, why is that my favorite? The, your theory of um, the, the, the game. Oh, yeah. The elevator game. The elevator game is my favorite theory. Um, I have it, the directions for it. I'll just graze over them. So the elevator game is a game that's supposed to get you to this other dimension. Um, so you go to a hotel. There's all these different rules posted for it online. If you type in the elevator game, if you want to play the elevator game and try and go to another dimension, be my fucking guest. I'm not doing it. <laughs> but you have to like be in a building with at least 10 stories. Obviously, you need an elevator because it's called the fucking elevator game. Um, <clears throat> all three <clears throat> of those conditions must be met in order for the game to proceed. Oh, you have to be alone, too. That's mm. the third condition. So you enter the building, get into the elevator. So then it gets weird. Then you press the button for the fourth floor. When it reaches the fourth floor, don't get out. Instead, press the button for the second floor. Then you just go to all these different floors. Um, once you reach the fifth floor, after going to like second, fifth, whatever, you're literally all over the place. <clears throat> once you reach the fifth floor, a young woman may enter the elevator. Do not look at her. Do not speak to her. She is not what she seems. Press the button for the first floor. Um, if it goes up instead of going down, exit as soon as the door is open. Don't look back and don't speak. But then <laughs> if you reach the 10th floor, you may choose to get off the elevator to stay on it. If you choose to get off and if the woman entered the elevator on the fifth floor, she will ask you, where are you going? Do not answer her. Do not look at her. And you will know whether you have, they call it the other world. If you've arrived at the other world by one indication and one indication only, the only person present is you. I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> uh, but I think it's a ridiculous game. Um, but that was a lot on a lot of the sites that I was on, that that's a theory that she was playing this game and she went to another dimension. And, uh, that, and then it furthers into theories about, what we see in the video being not Elisa, but a ghost of Elisa. <laughs> Another interdimensional entity of Elisa. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah, then again, back to the bipolar, because she had bipolar and she was on four medications. If you don't take the medications exactly as you're supposed to, there's probability that they're going to cause you to have a psychotic episode which leads to hallucinations, you're hearing things, you're seeing things, you're not acting like yourself. Yeah. Um, so that's a big, that's the main theory that they're driving home with this, isn't it? That she had a bipolar psychotic episode. Yeah, I think that they're really trying to, they're really putting it on her, like, her mental state. Yeah. Yeah, when we really don't think that has anything to do with it right because then they yeah they listed it as a suicide then kind of stopped all other motions towards solving it so yeah well in light of this not in light of the suicide but after mentioning the suicide stay tuned because we will tell you more about how her body was found yeah um what happened where her body was you thought the elevator video was the best part hold tight to your seats Get ready, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back to discuss more. Oh, it did it again. Oh, my God. Okay, this is, like, the third time that my phone has just gone, like, ghost protocol and started recording on I its own. Know. What the heck? I suspect foul play. 
I suspect a little bit of uh, maybe a ghost coming through. Do you think it might be Elisa Lamb? It probably is. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. We're going to wake them up. We're going to tell them what happened to you. Yeah. what we suspect happened to you. Because we suspect foul play. Foul play. Not suicide, like I said before the break. Um, so they did find her body. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. This three is... weeks after she went missing. This is the part we're going to warn you to uh, put down your snacky snackies. Put that sandwich down. Put the Sammy down. <laughs> and I'll let you do... I got the elevator game. You go into this. All right. So some of the guests at the CISA Hotel began complaining about some low water pressure and black colored water coming out of the faucets and an unusual taste. I cannot believe people were drinking this water. Well, they would have no idea because uh, once they started getting these complaints, some they had somebody go up and check the water tanks on the roof of the hotel. And by, by surprise, surprise, Lamb's body was found naked. And that's a, that's a, remember that. She was found naked in one of 4,000-gallon tanks on the roof that provided water to guest rooms, a kitchen, and a coffee shop. God. Like, let that literally sink in for a moment. Oh, I like what you did there. Right? <sighs> Is that a pun? Kind of. I don't know. I'm ruining it now that I'm having to explain it. But <laughs> Do you think my joke is funny? Let me explain it to you. <laughs> I think it was funny. Thank you. Next. Um, <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's a song. And then I realized why you did that. Yeah, so guys, for three weeks, people were drinking the decomposing body of Elisa. Oh, three whole weeks. And I wonder if that has, like, does that do anything to those people's, like, systems? Like, that cannot be healthy for you. It, <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, I don't think that's very good for you at all. I don't think it's good for you whatsoever. Oh, God, it's just so, so, so bad. Um. So, yeah, they had to cut open the tank and they drained it. Since the maintenance hatch, it was too small to accommodate the equipment needed to remove her body. Um, which, on February 21st, after removing her body, the L.A. coroner's office, they issued a finding of accidental drowning with um, bipolar disorder as a significant factor. So that's where the suicide comes into play. Um, but her, okay, so her, like... Her naked body, with clothing similar to that what she was wearing in the elevator footage, was floating in the water, coated with this, like, sand-like particulate. I'm yeah. not sure really what it what it was. Um, and then a, a watch and a room key was found with her, but her phone was not. No, they never found her phone. They suspected that it was stolen on the same day that she went missing, but, I mean... It doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Well, and there is no evidence of any physical trauma or sexual assault. Um, just literally, they, they just said that she was going to, she was having a manic episode. She was committing suicide and it was a death by like accidental drowning. That's right. what the police report came out with. Right. Um, Ugh. Yeah, but the toxicology, so they did some toxicology tests, which were incomplete because they didn't have enough blood preserved. Because think about this, she's been floating around in water for three weeks. Right. 
So some of the tests might not have come back as well as they would have liked. But from what they found, it was no drugs, no alcohol, just the antidepressants that were in her system. Right, and then um, a Sinotab, which is like for sinuses, and then the ibuprofen. So those were non-prescription drugs, and I guess... With, or And Sudafed, I don't know if that's in the Sinotab. I'm not sure, but I read that she also had Sudafed in her system, which when, again, combined with the antidepressants, and because she was taking her antidepressants and stuff for her bipolar, those four other medications that she was prescribed to, she wasn't taking them as she should have, that can also lead to hallucinations and messing with your brain and the hormones in your body. So that could have been one of the factors that caused her death, but I still suspect others. I don't know. It just, based on that and... The, the video, I don't the know. The video. Oh, and then get this. So the doors to the roof are locked and secured. Right, yeah. But, you know, there could always be like, oh, maybe something was left cracked open or... Because the workers used to smoke up there. So yeah, it's easily like kind assumed of... that they left the rack in the door or something so the alarm didn't keep going off and they went out to have a cigarette. Yeah, because they did say that there that there was an alarm system, but yeah. the alarms had never been tripped. Yeah. So that's where some people are looking at this like, you know, looking into it like an actual investigation of foul play because things aren't just, they're just not adding up. And there really wasn't good access to the roof besides a fire escape. Um, and then how does this girl, like, okay, so she's going to climb out the window or out through a fire escape, yeah. climb up to the roof of the building, climb up a 10-foot water tank, get this whole giant lid off. I don't even know how much the lid weighed. Yeah. Get the lid off, remove her clothes, but keep her clothes in the water with herself. It just doesn't make any sense. And then put the lid back on and then be like, That's I'm going to chill in part. here. It's like, okay, maybe she was able to climb up. Maybe she was able to remove the lid somehow in a psychotic episode. She had superhuman strength. But then getting the lid back on and closing it over herself so that she could go swimming? Like, I don't understand. It does, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And if it was some sort of like, oh, maybe she's tripping on like drugs or something. Um, I, I just, I don't think that you could go through all of that. Yeah. To get to, I think at one point you'd be like, Oh, and then you'd be on to the next thing, like, like right. oh, a butterfly, and then you'd be on to something else. Yeah, not dead set on, literally dead set on climbing into a, this water tank that even the hotel workers said that they had to use ladders to get into them. Yeah, to even, like, look at the water. Yeah. And, uh... So how the fuck did she get in there? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And then that with the elevator video, there's... Those, like we said before, there's speculations that she's hiding from a person that maybe was responsible for her death. Yeah. She did say that, that she had a creeper, kind of like a stalker situation. Right. Can I also mention, we didn't mention this earlier, while she was staying at the Cecil Hotel, she, so since she was traveling by herself, she was staying in like a hostel-like room. So it's mm. like a bunch of strangers. Um, and they complained to the hotel about weird behavior from Elisa so she was in a room by herself. She yes. was removed from the hostel and put in a room by herself. And there's no, like, specifics on what the odd behavior was. Exactly. It was just literally, like, as general as that. 
she had odd behavior and that they moved her to a room by herself. So she was kind of already showing signs of just mental health issues. Yeah. And who knows, maybe it maybe she was acting out of like a little bit of paranoia because of a creeper. Because of a creeper or maybe it was paranoia of because of things going on and like hallucinations in her head is who knows what Elisa's true reality was right. for her. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's another thing to take into report, or <laughs> into report into consideration. Yes. Um, but then too back to the toxicology report. Some claim uh, that the drugs could have broken down during the three week time her body was decomposing in the water tank, or that she could have taken a rare cocktail of such drugs that a normal screen wouldn't detect. Like you were telling me earlier about the package yes so while she was staying at the cecil hotel um she arrived one day with two like suspicious looking men and they gave her a box and i don't know if it was like a small box a big box cardboard box wooden box like I, they just gave her a box and this this came out in a police report they gave her a box she takes it they part ways they leave she goes up to in the elevator to her room and then, like, then that, then it's, like, the next day, she, she was missing. Right. So, some people were thinking, oh, well, it sounds like, okay, she's in L.A. It's really easy to get drugs. She's really cl- that close to Skid Row. Exactly. So close to Skid Row, where drugs are literally on the streets and oh, all different kinds and the worst kinds. And so, maybe, maybe it was drugs in the box. But, you know, I just, again, when it comes to... The way that her body movements were, I've I've taken hallucinogenics before, and I've been around a lot of people taking them. Yeah. And so there were some body movements and mannerisms that she was doing that are very similar to like mushrooms or like psychedelics like LSD or whatever, but or maybe like even ecstasy. But I, again, the the climbing, the tank, yeah, all the heavy much. exertion. Again, yeah, it would have been too much. She would be on to the next thing. God. And then, since her death, I mean, like, since her phone wasn't even found with her, her Tumblr blog that she started was still being updated, like, six months after her death. And that's really creepy. Yeah, because I know you can set the queue, because I have a Tumblr, and you can set a queue, but who sets it? I, I, like, maybe, I don't take it that seriously but i know some people will set it they're going on vacation they'll mention like i have some things in my queue whatever whatever um six months like i know her trip wasn't six months long so she wasn't setting up a queue for six months um so was it posting automatically was who if somebody stole her phone were they for some reason posted i don't know her phone wasn't found with her in the hotel room who has her fucking phone um so I don't know. That's yeah. another fishy thing that I just can't justify. Unless she did, for some reason, set up a six-month quick queue. Yeah, I just don't see that. And it, what's coming down with the parents about this is they filed a wrongful death suit claiming the hotel failed to inspect and seek out hazards in the hotel that presented any unreasonable risk of danger to all guests and seeking unspecified unspecified damages and burial costs um unfortunately in 2015 the suit was dismissed and they couldn't have foreseen this happening right the hotel came back and they're like there's no way that we would have ever been able to foresee a little girl 
not little, but I mean, she was little. Yeah. Um, climbing up one of our water tanks over a security locked door that you, you need like a key for to get out if it was locked. Yeah, you need a key card. Right. So like that, I don't know. There's no way they could have foreseen that. No. Um, but yeah, do you want to get into the weird? Yeah, of let's this get case, in. that's just like your my jaw drops when I read some of these. Yeah, there's just and like we call them coincidences, but like, is there any such thing as called coincidence? Not anymore. <laughs> no, it's fate. Um. So, we said this case happened in 2013. In 2005, there was a movie that came out um, called Dark Water. Right. So it's based off of a Japanese horror movie with the same name. Um, so the premise of this movie is the mother and the daughter, they move into a rundown apartment building, um, there's a dysfunctional elevator, and discolored water starts gushing from the building's faucets. Eventually, that leads them to the rooftop water tank, where they discover the body of a girl who was missing for a year. Like, what? How is there a movie that comes out, I don't know how many years, 13 minus 5, 7? Mm, 8? 7. It doesn't matter. Whatever. (laughs) But that many years before her death, that's exactly what happened to her. Yeah. I don't know. I I have this feeling that, like, sometimes... Okay, this kind of goes to, like, the simulation theory. Is like, the universe will take events. And, like, you'll see them in all different kind of aspects. Or, like, they're kind of repeated. If that makes sense. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> uh, like, some things that happen in, like, in false reality, like, like Hollywood or a movie oh, or a okay, story okay. Um, somehow gets translated into, like, real base reality. Kind of like the, the Baron Trump book. Oh, God, I love and, that. Yeah, which we'll get all into that. Like, that's a whole topic a for whole another thing. episode. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I... That one freaked me out a lot, like, learning all the similarities between that movie and then some... This all happened to her. Like, she was in the... I don't know. It's fucking weird. How many times you... Does that that happen in real life? Just this once. Yeah. And it's a fucking movie that already came out. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, And something... Do Do you want me to get into this? Yes. Okay, this is my favorite part. Because it gets into, like, conspiracy theories with the government. So, you know that this is going to be juicy. So, as it turns out, the time frame during which Elisa Lam was staying at the Cecil coincided with this severe tuberculosis outbreak on Skid Row. And in the most of the downtown area surrounding the hotel. And the strange part is the tuberculosis test, like, that is used in the area... Um, was the enzyme-linked auto... I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck this up. Enzyme-linked immunosorbent assay. And it's called the Lamb Elisa. It's so fucked up. Literally, her last name, then her first name. With a hyphen in between. Spelt exactly the same. Exact. Oh, God, it's so weird. Yes. And also... I'm gonna mess this up, too. Isonazid <laughs> is... why I let you do this one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> also, isoniazid is the most commonly used antibiotic for tubercul- tuberculosis patients, and its side effects include confusion and abnormal behavior. 
Her toxicology screening didn't find anything strange in her system, but many conspiracy theories think that this drug test results, uh, that the drug test results were forged or altered in a way to, you know, delay in the report's release. So, um, there's, there's a conspiracy theory that think that in order to hide the outbreak in the, the Skid Row community, the homeless community. Okay, first, first I should get into the conspiracy theory is that the government is trying to, like, depopulize yeah. the, you know, the population. There's too many of us. And, I mean, they have their ways, which is another, again, another episode of, like, <laughs> doing that to us silently and, yeah. you know, subliminally and everything. But, you know, to get rid of... Skid Row is a huge... It's literally a city, yeah. pretty much. Um, and unfortunately to the government, homeless people are of no service. They don't give anything to the government. So let's wipe them out. Let's clear them out. So let's infect them with tuberculosis. And the, again, the test was called Lamb Lisa. And if you were to go Google that right now, all you're going to find is this story of Elisa Lamb, this right. drowning, this unsolved mystery. So the conspiracy theorists are saying that this character was made up and created so that way to divert you from the true thing of the government spreading disease to get rid of Skid Row. God, it's so fucked up. Isn't that fucked up? It's so, it's so wild that this exact it's her exact name and it makes complete sense when you read about it that it would it would just it, again if you google it you're only going to get instances of this case you're not going to hear about the tuber- unless you specifically type in elisa lamb tuberculosis because now people are on caught on to them yeah um but yeah so i don't know i don't know man Though, the, I think the, the most unsupported of the theories that I found was a, <laughs> this YouTube video. Um, it was, like, a poor quality. And it just kept claiming that there was an actress um, that lived in Vancouver, which is where Elisa was from. Um, her name was Elisa Sam. And that she's still alive. Who is she? And was she pretending to be Elisa Lamb, like, to perpetrate this whole act? This Like, she was the puppet of the... And it just kept popping up. Who is she? Where is she? I'm like, I don't know who that even is. It doesn't even look like Lisa Lamb. That's not her. <sighs> yeah, there's some crazy theories out there. But then there's some that I'm thinking like... The TB one, I I'm, I ship that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't trust. I trust no bitch. No bitch. Um, but yeah, then again, before I read about the tuberculosis one, I was definitely more leaning towards the paranormal um not the elevator game I don't think that that's a thing (laughs) if you want me to play the elevator game send me a a message let me know and I'll play the elevator game by myself and I'll record it for you and then never mind (laughs) (laughs) I probably won't do that but let me know if you want me to play it and maybe I will if 10 people tell me to play the elevator game I'll play the fucking elevator game there you go um but I definitely was leaning more towards, like, possession. Since yeah. this hotel is obviously a magnet for evil. It's obviously a magnet for bad spirits, bad juju. Um, there's, there was no doubt in my mind that th- this is not a typical... 
I've obviously it's not a typical case. No. Um, but it's just not. She didn't die because of her bipolar disorder. No. Uh, she didn't die because of drugs in my eyes. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but something in me is saying this is something bigger than that. I think so too. I think that sometimes you can look at a case and you'd be like, oh yeah, no, that feels right. Mm-hmm. And for this one, no, su- suicide is just totally ruled out for me. And I've heard theories of, oh, maybe she was in a manic state and she freaked out on a staff member. Oh, yeah. And she started attacking staff member and then that staff member is like trying to defend themselves and maybe it goes a little too far and she ends up getting hurt and maybe even murdered on accident. Yeah. You know, and then they're trying to cover it up. But if that's the case... Why is she naked in the tank? Exactly. Why is she naked with her clothes floating around in the tank? she wasn't raped. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because then some people were saying, oh, maybe she was on GHB. She got, like, the date rape drug. And that's where, when I was talking about the shorts in the elevator. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people were thinking, oh, well, she's got basketball, big, like, heavy basketball shorts on. Maybe she was raped with the drug. And then, like, she's running from her attacker and she's wearing his shorts. And I'm like... I understand where you're kind of going there, but no. No. That doesn't make sense to me either. It doesn't. And like we said in the autopsy um, reports, there was no cases of rape or there was no signs of rape. But then again, once they landed on that bipolar, the suicide, the death by bipolar disorder, they stopped furthering their reports. Like exactly. they just, oh, this is it. Must be it. It was like an easy out for them. Yeah. Blame it on mental health. Right. And t- okay. Then where did the minute of the video go randomly? What are they hiding? Mm-hmm. And some people are saying, well, maybe they edited a little bit of the video just so it was more so like on the subject of Elisa and not on something else or like drawn out. Yeah. You know, it was just a little bit more edited for speeding it up or something like that. But I don't know. Something's evidence. You don't tamper with it. Right. You don't mess with it. So why are you making things blurry? blurring out her mouth when she's talking it just (sighs) definitely definitely something ain't right here no um let us know what you think yeah if you're you're familiar with this case like if you have anything else to kind of interject or something that we've missed yeah definitely let us know because i we love talking about this stuff yeah that's the whole reason again why we (laughs) started this podcast because we would just sit here and talk about these kind of things right Uh, But this kind of reminds me, I think that there's some sketchy things that happen at hotels. I mean, there's sketchy things that happen everywhere, Um, but I I might be getting her name wrong, but we should cover this on another episode. Kenisa Johnson or Jenkins or something like that. She was in Chicago at like the Chicago Embassy or... Some some hotel. I'll I'll have to look it up and and I'll let you guys know in the next episode so we can cover it. But she was at a party at the hotel, and then all of a sudden you see this like CC footage, like you know the the video footage in the hallways of her like stumbling oddly down a hallway, and everyone just throws it off. I'm like, oh, she's probably on drugs. She's probably been partying. Like she's drunk or whatever. But it appears. And she's alone, but it appears like someone's pulling her by her elbow. Oh, my God. Or, like, guiding her. But they're, like, edited out of the video. Her body was found in the kitchen freezer. Oh, God, I got goosebumps. I'm going to cry. Oh, sorry. (laughs) But, like, and it was in another thing like this where it's, like, if somebody was fucked up on drugs or an alcohol, 
they wouldn't be able yeah. to, and, and they, they, she wouldn't be able to open Those up this door. Heavy. Yeah. And lock herself inside. Yeah. No, just like this water tank with, uh, with Elisa. I don't think you could do that on your own. Let alone on drugs. Yeah. And, oh, it just doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. And these, the, that's so hard because it's like, we want answers. And especially for her family. Her family just wants to know right. what happened. Right. And then it's just, an, we're never going to get a full answer, which sucks. It's like John JonBenet Ramsey. You're never going to get the full answer. You're never going to get the full truth. No. You can only make speculations about this stuff. And based on the evidence that we presented and the evidence that we read and videos that we watched, it just doesn't seem to be the case that she died by suicide or by drugs. No. Um, so. I suspect either somebody, yeah, some somebody by accident murdered her or like stalker murdered her or yeah, the government creeper thing just I, who's the creeper yeah i don't know but let us know what you guys yeah. think let us know if you like this episode if you like the true crime direction that we went in it's very fun for us um, it is yeah. And we know that sometimes it can get a little dark, a little heavy. Yeah. So, you know, we're not going to try to get too too deep and dark just yet. I mean, there's some... Oh, we'll get to those. We'll get to those. We just wanted those. to ease you guys into it with something that we thought was... I, I don't want to say lighthearted. That seems insensitive. No. Um, but this but is I one of my, <laughs> This is one of my, one of my favorite, it's like, It's definitely unsolved. one of my favorites, too. Yeah. My... Yeah, besides JonBenet. JonBenet. like top three at least. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to do JonBenet. I know. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We really appreciate all the feedback we've been getting on all of our episodes, especially the Modern Romance one. Yeah, that one got a lot. Oh, and it's still going. And what did you say? We got 25 people overnight? Yeah, so I always check how many um, listeners that we have before I go to bed and then when I wake up because I'm a psychopath and... I checked last night before I went to bed, and then this morning when I woke up and there was, like, 21 new listeners, and then by the end of the day, we had, like, seven more or something. That's crazy. I know, so thank you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, we have listeners from all over, even, like, states where we don't know anybody (laughs) in, so... Exactly. If you don't know us personally, we really want to give, like, a shout-out to you, and and we we really appreciate you Tell your friends. Yeah, tell Tell your your family, (laughs) tell your wife, tell your kids... Tell everybody, because we love you. And play our games when we pay, play it, when we post stuff on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, whatever, because you can win cool stuff. Yeah. We're going to start giving out some prizes to you little aliens. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. We will catch you in the next one. See you next time. Peace. Peace.